Welcome to Just Friends, the podcast where one ordinary person with a blessed heart and one person who is sunshine mixed with a little hurricane got married and now they watch Friends together for the first time ever. I don't know which part of that equation I am. What's, I'm Becca. What was, I'm Chris. What was it? Sunshine and a blessed heart or something? An ordinary person with a blessed heart and one person who's a little sunshine mixed with a little hurricane. Who is sunshine mixed with a little hurricane? Uh, you're gonna, I, I don't even know. Which one am I? The the heart one? Which one do you think you are? I, neither one really describes me. <laughs> I, I don't know. which. I actually just Googled fun ways to introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what is the context in which people would need that? I think it was online dating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that explains why it doesn't describe either of us. Well, I mean, I'm sunshine mixed with a little hurricane, so <laughs> I guess that makes you a blessed, an ordinary person with a blessed heart. What? Well, yeah, I come from a long line of common people. <laughs> Welcome. Right. This week we watched season three, episode 10 of Friends. So that's season three, episode 10 of Just Friends, this podcast. Mm -hmm. This is the one where Rachel quits. I forgot to look up the... Uh, writer and director written by greg mellins and michael curtis directed by terry hughes it opens with gunther telling rachel it's time to retrain and she's shocked she's like what i need to retrain well first he's like remember when you you know got trained on all this stuff and she's like oh do you want me to train someone he's like no uh you know the owner wants you to take it again yeah terry yeah he's like uh you know whenever you get a chance and she's like can you believe this to chandler and he's like, um, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, the Gunther is not, not a great actor. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that he ends up being like this breakout star of the whole show. I mean, maybe that's kind of, you know, some sort of like a shticky kind of thing. Like, you know. Yeah. He doesn't really go on to act in anything else that I can recall other than episodes as himself. <laughs> <laughs> and plus is his hair just like... Is, you think it's he's just gone gray and like embraced it or he's dyed it like white or something? He doesn't look I that guess old. I thought he just like was someone who went gray or white really early. And just embraced it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, because I, I couldn't tell if it was like a look or... I don't know. I really don't know. I, I just always thought that he went gray. <laughs> I wouldn't call this the A-plot, but it is the one that has the name of the episode. Well, someone has, like, the, you know, the, the consequences for future stuff. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's what makes it big. Like, nothing else really mattered. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of this is just Rachel going through her training. She's not doing great. Uh, she's, like, at one point, Gunther is like, have you considered putting the trays here in this spot? And she's like, oh, my God, that's such a good idea because it's right by the mugs. So then it's, like, easy to clean them. And he's like... Yeah. She's like, you should tell everyone to start doing that. And he's like, uh, everyone does do that. Yeah. That's why they call it the tray spot. She's like, oh my God, I thought they were always talking about a club or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it is, it was nice to see the show like lean into how terrible a waitress Rachel is. They like, always so, lean into it. No, but like to have it finally, like, I guess sort of, you know. <laughs> to, oh, like Rachel realizes? To have her get her comeuppance mm -hmm. as a terrible waitress. Yeah, kind of. I mean, she doesn't take it well. It's not no. like she's like, oh, now I'm going to do better at this job. She's like, I hate this job, and I always hated it, and that's because I love fashion. 
That is true. Yeah. It's not super uh, like relatable. It's just like, eh, what, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I want a job with clothes. <laughs> and then she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> End of episode. Gunther does like call her sweetheart, you know, after she walks away in frustration at one point. He's kind of, it's kind of a hostile workplace, I would say. <laughs> Uh, yeah, where, you know, the your manager is creeping on you hard and you're a terrible waitress. Mm-hmm. You know, with, I mean, her nips were out like 95% of the episode. I, I, I don't know, know if they what ever. What was going on in that I last scene? Down. I thought, you know, I was going to get my eye taken out from the TV. Yeah, I'm sure the director was probably like pumping more cold air. <laughs> no, this is. This is working. This is what America loves. Yeah. I think at this point they must know. I mean, absolutely. Just a bunch of creeps working on the TV set in the 90s. Rachel was encouraged to quit. I think we already talked about that a little bit, but Rachel was encouraged to quit by Joey and Chandler. They were like, you know, you aren't going into fashion because you don't have the fear, like the desperation of having to get a job, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like she has a job, so you can just kind of, you know, keep that job and not do anything. They're like, you need to, you know, have the fear of not having one and, you know really commit to to not having a job now you're not a big fan of your job uh yeah i mean it's been great during the pandemic (laughs) do you see this as a viable path i mean maybe eventually no no no. i mean for people like to quit and like have the fear to get a job i feel like the fear works opposite i mean it it depends on the the job market a lot you know if if there's just like you know if it's a real uh employees market and like people just you know labor market's tight, they need people, whatever, then maybe. But, um, you know, if no one, if no one's looking for anyone, like if it's like a downturn, then, yeah. you know, absolutely not. I guess at this point in the 90s, it might have still been booming. You know, everybody's riding high I off mean, their... most of the 90s was an upward trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> so Off their, like, early internet stocks or whatever they were. Yeah, you know, longest peacetime boom in American history. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't know if that's true anymore, but it was. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, like leans into this and she's like she gives a big speech really loud in the coffee shop about how (laughs) yeah (laughs) like this is a coffee shop i go to a lot if one of the employees suddenly like stood up and was like hey everyone it's my last day (laughs) (laughs) i would love that (laughs) i'd be pumped i'd be like can you believe this is happening yeah i'd like to experience it but i wouldn't be like oh like i understand like we all know what they're doing yeah this is totally normal yeah (laughs) so she gives a big speech she's like I just don't care about making coffee. I just want to do my own thing. That's why I'm terrible at this job. She's like, so this is my one week notice. This is like the real uh, Catherine Hepburn version. (laughs) Catherine Hepburn, I wish. (laughs) This is like the general hospital version. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, the the poor man's Catherine Hepburn. And she's like, you know, I don't mean anything bad to anyone who works here, but I'm so glad I never have to make another cup of coffee again or something along yeah. those lines. Cut to she has to then make coffee at her. Well, I guess, you know, we got a little ahead of ourselves there, actually. So Rachel, you know, she comes back into the apartment. She's like, I need help stuffing resumes and stuffing envelopes, whatever. And Ross takes a look at her resume and he's like, oh, who helped you with this? And Chandler's like, I did it on my computer. Because <laughs> remember that it's the 90s, so computers are fancy. Sure. <laughs> and Ross is like, you used a really big font. And he's like, well, waitress and like cheerleader a... co-captain <laughs> yeah. didn't really take up a lot of room. 
And Rachel's like, oh, you're the one who made me do this. <laughs> now, this is like a bad Marilyn Monroe or something. <laughs> oh, Chandler. Chandler, you're the one who told me. How could you? <laughs> Slap. More like a, oh God, what's the name of the woman in, um, in the Wizard of Oz? It's like a bad version of that. Oh, uh, oof. Judy. Uh, Judy Garland? Yeah, Judy Garland. It's a, it's a really bad Judy Garland. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a bad old timey actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Rachel's like, Chandler, you're the one who made me do this. You're the one who told me about the fear and now you won't help me. And... Joey bursts in and he's like, I've got great news. Like, my dad just did a plumbing job down at, I don't know, Fortunata or something. Some random Italian name fashion company. Yeah. Spaghetti fashions. Yeah. Spaghetti fashion. Rigatoni fashion. You get it. And Rachel's like, oh, like, you know, I'd love an interview, blah, blah, blah. Joey gets her the interview. And later she says she definitely blew it. You know, she, even she wouldn't have hired her. Later... After that, she finds out she did get the job. Can you believe it? I'm glad that she got the job because then we don't have to pretend like Rachel isn't, you know, some very attractive woman who is absolutely going to be able to get a job as an assistant in fashion. Sure. Yeah, that's exactly who they want. Yeah. I've lived in New York long enough. That's like uh, 10 out of 10 requirements. (laughs) That's all there is. Mm Mm-hmm. Like for for like an entry level low, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, how do you look in a dress? Yeah. I can't believe that she's supposed to be 28, though. And she already hasn't had this realization. She is getting a little on the older side for fashion, so. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, you're going to get, like, you know, third-tier fashion houses at yeah. this point. That's why she's at Fortunata, which does look shitty. Well, yeah. She, you know, she, well, even Joey's like, have you ever heard of this place? And she's like, uh, no. You know, so yeah. it's already. Gotta start already, somewhere. Yeah, sure. So that's when they cut to when Rachel gave her big speech about how she never has to make another pot of coffee because she was it was her last day. Mm -hmm. She's like, you all don't get this. But this is when her nips were really rock hard. (laughs) They may have well have been giving this. I mean, I think that they probably had to replace the fabric in that dress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was stretching out the front of the dress or the, you know, the whatever shirt. The whatever shirt. I don't know what she was wearing. All I could see was nips. It's on one track. Yeah. <laughs> and then they cut to her at her new job, and somebody, some old man, is giving her instructions on how her boss likes her coffee. Not just any old man. You didn't recognize him? No. That's Larry David's dad in Curb Your Enthusiasm. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. I mean, he's been in a bunch of other stuff, too, but that's what you I... You so young. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we all look younger 30 years ago. <laughs> Without, like, his big glasses and, like, you know, the puttering and everything. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, he played... I, I don't mean... Is he still alive? I don't know. Didn't he die in Curb? Uh, I mean, he may have died in Curb. Yeah. So he's probably dead in real life, but... I feel like they always make people die in TV shows when it's, like, it's about to happen, you know? Yeah, you might as well do it when they're still, you know... Yeah. When able, they can still play their own body. I mean, he was great in Curb. He was yeah, awesome. Absolutely. He was I can't believe that's a... Wow should have done my research i typically do some cheating before i get on the show so then i sound like the intelligent one no that was definitely him yeah i believe it anyway some random old man is telling rachel (laughs) how her new boss likes coffee 
And he's going really into it, too. He's like, you know, people don't know how to use filters. Here's how we do it or whatever. Yeah, he's like, most people, you know, only use filters once. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's clearly like a whole thing. And she's just like, oh, yeah. can you like, believe oh it? Oh, my God, here I am. I, I, I can't put... believe it. I'm making coffee again. <laughs> <laughs> I quit my coffee shop job for this? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, that doesn't sound right. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> That's like SpongeBob doing Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> I would watch that remake. <laughs> All right. So I think perhaps the plot that I wrote the most about, at least, is the the Brown Birds of America yeah. plot. Yeah, definitely. Because... Even as we were discussing the other one, I'm like, man, I didn't really write down a lot about that. There's not much to say. <laughs> no, yeah. It's Rachel pr- has a job, then she doesn't have a job, and she still has to make coffee. Yeah, you know, she, Gunther says some weird stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. And a plot. <laughs> so, Brown Birds of America, a clear Girl Scouts knockoff, mm-hmm. were introduced to them in, I think, what might be the creepiest shot I've ever seen oh, yeah. in a sitcom. Oh, man, yeah. If you... If listeners have not seen this episode... This is definitely going to be on the Instagram. Yeah. I thought that this episode was going to be, like, a very special episode. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it like, this is after the opening scene, but it's the first thing that they cut to after the the song. Yeah. So it's, like, a guy who really looks like a stereotypical 90s pedophile. Yes. If you want to convey child molester, like, this guy ticked all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. It's He's got just, like, the mustache, like, the big glasses. He's kind of, like... Looking down, like, like grinning, like yeah. kind of uh, like evil. leering. Yeah, like leering downward. Yeah. And, and it's just like. And it's a low shot. Yeah. Like so it's shot from a low angle. From like the kid's point of view, like up yeah. at his face. And it's like half crotch. It's just like, yeah. oh. What the fuck? Yeah. When it, when, as soon as it opened up, I'm like, what is, like, what are we getting into? What is happening here? Yeah. It was terrifying. But no, it was just nothing. That was just the An shot. Innocent. Yeah. Normal guy from the 90s buying, <laughs> buying Girl Scout cookies. I don't know what that, like, I I hope that in the extended cut there's something more there. Because otherwise it's just like, why would you include that? <laughs> it could have been anyone. There's like an old lady that Ross tries to sell the Girl Scout cookies to later for various reasons. They could have had that woman, you know, like, why that guy? Or just have the shot from, you know, showing yeah, both the kid the and the shot. guy. Just They've the never normal, had a low shot like, like from that. the hallway. Yeah. Showing, like, why Why have it the kid's point of view showing a creepy old guy like, eh, yeah, yeah, this is delicious. Cookies. <laughs> it was Blow just... your whistle, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, it was just, it was, as soon as it happened, I was like, what? This is terrifying. Yeah. It was like the most I terrifying shot it. of the whole show. Honestly, I think I've already told this story before, but it took me right back to when I was a Girl Scout and I had to tell that pedophile I wouldn't come into his house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're from Plattsburgh, so you've been traumatized by pedophiles so many times. Well, you know, the thing is that after you meet so many pedophiles, you're actually not traumatized by them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just recognize them like, oh, pedophile. Yeah, yeah. not today. Sorry. <laughs> no, thanks, sir. <laughs> Thank you. So this little girl selling... Like brown birds cookies or whatever they're called, uh, which have like frankly religious themes. It's not exactly like Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Uh, it's a Christmas episode, I think. Yeah, it's at least like the lead up to Christmas episode. I don't know. I yeah. maybe they like took yeah. out, took the week of Christmas. I guess we'll find out next time. Yeah, but I think it's their Christmas episode. It seems. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of Christmas references, mm-hmm. Christmas trees, Christmas mm-hmm. stuff, whatever. Jesus. Yeah. And these cookies that they sell are like Christmas theme. Like they've got the Jesus creams or something. 
well, the they're like they, they, they're like kind of regular Girl Scouts, but yeah. they also have like the Jesus ones and Hanukkah ones, and yeah. you know, no Kwanzaa cookies. Hmm. So this little girl, whose name we learn is Sarah Tuttle, is we both realized who she was at almost the same I mean, moment. She's Anne Veal yeah. from Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what her real name is. No, me neither, actually. <laughs> her name is Mae Whitman. I do remember going to her Wikipedia page and seeing that she like she'd been an actor like forever. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know, but I still recognized her. I mean, I don't that that didn't like tip the scales, but it, like as soon as I like it clicked, I was like, oh yeah, like that's definitely her. Yeah. Like it didn't it like it made total sense when mm-hmm. I thought cause she does a great job. Oh yeah, no, she was a total pro. Yeah, like, she absolutely. was really good. Yeah. I have, I have no qualms. She handled, you know, whatever, looking at that, that guy's crotch. <laughs> this is almost as bad as what they did to Jodie Fox, Foster in Taxi Driver. Oh, that's right. Oh, so many, so many. I mean, you know. Uh, Hollywood perps. That woman from uh, The Shining. They, yeah. Like, they, like, broke I mean, her, they like broke her brain. Yeah, made her insane. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> it's less funny. Because she really didn't come back. Jodie Foster and uh, Anne Veal, you know, they're still actresses. Yeah. I mean, she was Olive Oil in the Popeye movie. I think that was before. That was before The Shining? Yeah. No way. Yeah. She really didn't come back after yeah. that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ross is going up the stairs. Sarah Tuttle is walking down the stairs. And Ross is, like, doing this big gesture. He and Chandler are talking about something. I wasn't... Tenet. So, so they just come from playing tennis. Mm-hmm. And Ross had clearly beaten Chandler. And so Ross was, like, demonstrating some sort of, like, tennis strokes in the stairwell going upstairs. He does something in his follow-through, like, hits her. They don't really, like, show much. No, they don't. So presumably his follow-through, like, hits her, knocks her down, and she breaks her leg. Yeah, you just hear her scream. Yeah. Somehow in this whole thing, she breaks her leg. So Ross, you know, they're in the coffee shop. He's telling the story to everyone and he wants to give her something. He's like, you know, what do little girls like? Monica's like, hello, kitty or something. Everyone laughs at that. I'm like, it seems good. What was that? I don't even know. Yeah. But it reminded me, I think I mentioned this before, that I also broke a little girl's leg. Oh, that's true. (laughs) This episode really spoke to me. (laughs) Yeah. Pedophiles. Breaking Breaking girls' legs. Sure. Uh, Anyway. And when I had to go over there and apologize, I think I've said before that it wasn't really my fault that I broke her leg. So whatever. <laughs> don't don't start with me, Chris. <laughs> so I wasn't like so inclined to apologize, but my mom was making me. It was really awkward. Um, so we had to go over to her house and we brought her a gift and it was a Raiders blanket because she was a big Raiders fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is uh, it's just like the trashiest thing. <laughs> what? To give someone a gift? A Raiders blanket? In like the... one of those nice ones that you could hang up on the wall that could be like decoration no, more, or curtains? It's, it's more just that there was like a Raiders fan in the middle of upstate New York that had the... What about me? You're not a Raiders fan. I was then. I've got the pics. Yeah. You weren't actually a Raiders fan. No. One as much as a child can be a fan of anything. Fine. I'll allow it. Yeah. Jeez. You know, you're real locationist like you have to be near your team in order to be a fan of them it's real western new york garbage thinking i mean that's like the thinking of most force fans <laughs> no you should base your fandom on how sweet the colors of the team are which is how many raiders fans came to be i think i mean if you had maintained your Ra- raiders fandom 
I might respect I it. I told you I couldn't be a Raiders fan anymore after that uh, Super Bowl where they lost to the Buccaneers and it was a devastating, you know, just slaughtering. Yeah, and that's how, you know, you're not a true fan, so. No. And if you ever do anything like that, like the Raiders lost to the Buccaneers, I would also leave you. <laughs> what is the equivalent for me of losing, it's hard to, know. losing to the Buccaneers? <laughs> I like lose to a fight with some like scrawny dweeb. Oh, yeah, that would definitely do it. <laughs> I don't know what this situation is, but I would not stick around after right, that. I've agreed to this fight. Yeah, you've agreed to this fight, and then you've still lost it somehow. So Ross goes to visit the little girl to, like, talk to her and see, you know, like, what does she want? Just visit her. And uh, she has a pretty sad life. She's talking about how her dad is going to go to the Taj Mahal, and he's like, oh, that's cool. She's like, no, the one down in Atlantic City. He's going there because he... To double her college fund. <laughs> yeah, that her grandma left her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ross is like, oh, great. And uh, Ross is like, well, what would you have won if you, you know, had sold the most Girl Scout cookies cause, or uh, Brown Bird cookies? Because that's what she wanted to do this year. And she's like, a 10-speed bike, but... I'd rather have something that my dad can't sell. And Ross is like, oh, brother. <laughs> and, well, well, I think first place was a space camp. Oh, that's right. And then second place is the 10 speed. Yeah, you're right. And then Ross is like, oh, what am I going to do here? You know, I can't get her a trip to space camp somehow, even though he works at a museum. And it seems like yeah, that would have if connections. If anyone is tapped into the space camp now. It would be yeah. a guy who works in paleontology <laughs> at a university. And one more way that this episode really brought me back to my childhood. When I was entering sixth grade, we had like different groups. So you were either on the Voyagers or I can't remember what the other group was called. Discovery. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you were on the Voyagers, I think you went whale watching. And if you were on the other group, you went to space camp. So they did this every year for sixth grade for, you know, as long as time existed for me. Sure. <laughs> when I entered sixth grade, it was the first year that they got rid of it. Yeah. Brutal. So, you know, my friend Kylie, she got to go. But did I? No. Did any of my friends? No. It was really fucked up, too, because it was also the year after they got rid of the Great Escape Trip, which is like a an amusement park in upstate New York that I also wanted to go to. <laughs> It was just really devastating. So then seeing this little girl not be able to go to space camp and seeing her have to sell cookies to a pedophile, I just really felt like they were telling my story. <laughs> I feel seen. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I honestly think I might have to sue friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, when like, Lindsay Lohan sued that game for making like a drugged out horror in the video game and she's like hey that's me and they're like no this is a composite of you and a bunch of other drugged out whores it's just like that so you don't want to have to admit like yes that is me i will admit it um so ross like prepares to leave the little girl's house and she's like can you open the curtains our neighbor we don't have a tv and our neighbor said that she would push the TV, the TV that she has next to the window so that I can see the takeoff later. Something yeah, like there's that. Like, some, like someone is like landing at the space station or taking yeah. off from whatever. But yeah, there's some sort of space thing that's yeah. happening. And, and she's Ross like, is you know, like, another thing? Yeah. <laughs> so they cut to Ross uh, starting to sell 
brown bird cookies. And this is where he knocks on the old lady's door and she's like, you're not a brown bird. Yeah. And he tries to, you know, give his whole spiel. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm a brown bird and has like the brown bird whistle and hand symbol and <laughs> yeah, everything. Some, some sort of waving hand symbol. And she's like, I'm calling the police. <laughs> They're on their way. <laughs> And Ross is like, all right, lady, I'm leaving. And he crosses the hall and, like, knocks on another door. And she's like, I can still see you. It's like, all right, that's that's enough. Yeah. So you think that he's not going to do, you know, that great. He starts hitting up his friends. And he's like, Joey, how many cookies do you want? Joey's like, you know, one box or whatever. He's like, three boxes. Chandler's like, three boxes. He's like, eight boxes. You know, he's upselling everyone. And Monica... He's like, Monica, how many boxes do you want? She's like, uh, no boxes. Like, I started to gain weight after I joined Brownbirds. Remember, Dad bought all those cookies and then mm. I ate all of them? And he's like, no, Monica. Dad had to buy all the cookies because you had eaten all of them. And she's like, oh, <laughs> fat memories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I still don't find the whole, like, fat Monica thing very funny. <sighs> Me neither. Whenever they do this, it's just like, oh, okay, fat but- Monica. Yeah, so then, like, the rest, like, well, half of this plot, or, like, most of Monica's plot for this is just, like, her pretending to be, like, a drug addict, like, yeah. you know, with the cookies. Like, you got any more cookies? Like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm good for it. Like, give me some more cookies. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't... Yeah, great. It's not really funny. It's not funny. No, I mean... I don't know. I feel like the audience was enjoying it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was a different time. Or maybe I just, like, it's just... Ugh, this stuff is just so, like, well-tread. Yeah, it's just it's just like like just like kind of like trite, overdone. It's yeah. like uh, yeah, like whatever, like you know, junk food as drugs. Like, ugh, god, like it's, it was very annoying. Yeah, and maybe it's because you know we got uh, tapped out on it. The whole like fat jokes as a thing was very overdone in like the nineties and two thousands. I mean, Kevin James's whole shtick is basically. You know? I mean, that's definitely true that there was like you know everyone like really plundered fat mm-hmm. jokes for all they're worth mm-hmm. so yeah like so now it, whenever you hear a fat joke it's like oh okay yeah and she, she she's like you know has like you know like the kind of like mm-hmm. crackhead kind of like you know itchy sort of like yeah. oh man like i need it it's like yeah like that's yeah that's and great. he that's and so ross stupid. yeah and ross like he leans into the whole crack thing too he's like your first box is free baby uh, yeah all of it like mm-hmm. i was like Ugh. every time they like leaned into it more i was, I was just like, like yeah great yeah. No, no more of this. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Ross finally figures out that the secret to selling cookies is hitting up like high kids. He goes to Laser Floyd. He sells a bunch of boxes after that. And then he starts uh, trolling around some NYU dorms around midnight. Not creepy at all. Having a 30 year, 30 year old walk around the NYU dorms selling cookies. I mean, that's not that weird. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, like I think. Even today, that would be kind of acceptable. As um, someone who used to consume marijuana, you lived in a dorm, you mm-hmm. recall. And imagine if you were high around midnight and someone came to your dorm room. If he came to my door, I'd be freaked out. If he That's was just, what he was doing. He was if, going around the dorms. I thought he was just like in the like vicinity. And he was just like... That's not know. creepy either. <laughs> no, like if he's just like waiting there, like, you know, like the way that any sketchy drug dealer would. Just like wait, you know, you just, you know, just kind of like... Susio, Susio. <laughs> yeah, whatever that guy was selling. <laughs> but yeah, if you're, you you know, you're just like, you know, Samoas, Samoas, Tiger Hawks, you know, whatever. And then you just But if he came to your dorm. 
oh, if you came to my door, like, you know, it's like, what are you doing here? No, you don't know what's going on in here. Like, leave. Get out of here. Like, this is... I would probably buy them. I'd be like, I mean, I might, really? I, I might buy them. Girl but Scout I, cookies? I might be initially terrified and very <laughs> upset that some random stranger came and knocked on my door, but I might eventually buy them. But if he's just, like, waiting, you know, it's NYU. Like, you can just, like, there's just kids sitting, you know, it's, it's in the city. There's not, like, a huge campus they can sprawl out on. Mm-hmm. And so... You just run into some guy who's got the choicest Girl Scout cookies <laughs> or brown bird cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely interpret it as he was in the dorms. This does remind me of uh, the guys who sit outside of like wing concerts selling uh, whippets or whatever. Oh, nitrous? Healing, yeah, nitrous. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're opportunistic. You got to be there. You, you know, you know what the people want. And uh, I just remember when we saw Ween in Central Park. Uh, I don't know if you when I remember and we, we were we saw them in like the middle of Central Park and we were leaving the park there was just like a, a point at which there were just like suddenly a ton of people selling nitrous everywhere yeah like it wasn't it was like so right weird. outside of it was the... like they all knew that there was a rule that it was like a hundred feet outside of the concert <laughs> then you were fine yeah so then all of a sudden you just hear psh, 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 and then everyone's just running around with these balloons like nitrous 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 <laughs> and it was very strange Chaos. yeah but even if you see them like in the middle of the city there's still people like oh yeah terminal five yeah like down the block who just have like you know right next it... to like a food cart yeah it's like you can get like you know some lamb over rice and a big <laughs> and balloon <laughs> and balloon or nitrous <laughs> you know that's just life yeah so ross ends up selling a, something like 500 and some odd cookies it was unclear what his total was before the meeting. I wasn't really sure. Yeah, no, no, he said it. He was calculating it with. Uh, oh, but Jeremy. I mean, like in the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I just figured that he calculated his sellings and he went to the um, cookie place, the meeting. Yeah. So anyway, he tells Chandler he sold something like five hundred and twenty or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like in the five hundreds. Yeah. And he tells Chandler, and he's like, you know, I'm I'm going to definitely win this thing. Because I think she had told him that the girl last year had sold 475. Yeah. So yeah. he was like, I've got this. So he goes to the meeting where they're all announcing their cookie totals. And the, you know, scout leader is, for some reason, giving them an assessment as well as they announce it. She's like, oh, good, <laughs> good job. Good job. But not good enough. Like you lose, but also kind of <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. It's like, man, this is not what Girl yeah, Scouts brutal. is about at all. <laughs> so Ross is like kind of, he had gotten into like a small fight with one of the Girl Scouts. The one who was right next to him. Yeah, because she was like, you're the one who broke Sarah's leg. And he's like, whatever. And she called him like a snard or something. Uh, a scrud. Scrud. She, and then uh, she's like, how much did you sell? He's like, I don't know. He's like, how much did you sell? He's like, I don't know. I, I sold more than a scrud. He's like, what's a scrud? And she's like, why don't you look in the mirror? She's <laughs> like, I don't have to. I can look at you. And, you know, it's yeah. like this whole childish back and forth thing. Pretty funny. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I did yeah. like that part. Mm -hmm. So as everyone is going around giving their totals and they're getting like kind of lightly shamed by this scout leader, <laughs> Ross is also giving their assessment. His assessment, he's like, not enough. Oh, I sold more than that, you scrud. You know, like all this stuff. <laughs> And then some girl is like, I sold 871. And Ross is like, oh, you know, you can see that he's panicked. Yeah, he, he says something. He's like, he's like, that's, he doesn't say that's bullshit. Yeah. But he says like the equivalent, yeah. the network equivalent of like, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 
does he say like that's not possible something yeah, like, like that that's bull yeah he says something bull, yeah. maybe. he just like he some yeah. exclamation that makes it clear that you know he thinks he, he's this, upset this uh girl scout this brown bird is full brown bird is full of shit <laughs> yeah so then i assume that he quickly writes in his order form like another 300 cookies or whatever yeah yeah and she the scout leader comes by and she's like and you know pitch hitter for sarah tuttle ross geller has sold 872 cookies and he's like yeah yeah and she's like although it does look like you just bought a lot of them yourself and he's like um yes my doctor says i have a debilitating nougat deficiency <laughs> yeah i thought that was like a real real lame like they, they couldn't think they of any better joke up and everything and that's where they landed i agree i mean i guess like is it supposed to be funny because like that's what an idiot in that situation would say i don't know Hmm, i thought okay yeah sure i don't know i just i thought they like something better could have come out of it yeah like i was waiting i was like like obviously he's gonna say something about like the cookie contents like they had nothing better Mm -hmm. yeah what about all the christian and jewish stuff Ooh, that would have been that would have been real good if you made like a jesus or a you know yeah a Jewish joke that yeah. would have been very funny. Like I just need more Jesus in my life, or something like that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I would have liked that. That would have been good. <sighs> well, they didn't go down that path, even though they mined my life. <laughs> Two, <laughs> yeah, even though they stole all of your. <laughs> I mean, they might as well have had your likeness. <laughs> Half Simone, Puerto Rican girl, <laughs> selling cookies to creeps. Classic. They cut to Ross at the cafe, and Chandler's like, so what happened? He's like, I lost. You know, some other girl, like, <laughs> sold 2,000 cookies. I, I, he said that, like, the girl's, like, sister dressed up, like, an older sister dressed up and went to the prison or something. I wasn't entirely sure what yeah, he said. Yeah, I assume it was, like, some, you know, slutty girl well, yeah. thing. Well, that's what I thought. Okay, that, so that is what yeah. they were trying to convey. Okay, because yeah. that's what I thought he said. Like, an older sister, he's like, oh, like... Her, her 19 like, year old sister yeah like dressed up in her uniform barely and, legal and went to the prison yeah yeah which you know sure great that's you know that's the way to do it you're selling smart at that point <laughs> yeah and so i guess that means that he bought those like extra 300 or 350 cookies for nothing yeah i mean you can't just that's not a conditional buy you know <laughs> you're in yeah you write down on that order form you're getting what you're getting yeah you know you put them in the freezer this look good yeah if brown bird cookies are anything like Girl Scout cookies, I love them. The last plot, not much to this one either, but essentially Joey is selling Christmas trees because he... Has nothing else going on in his yeah. life. So he's got to still make some money. Um, you know, he's got rent to pay. And Phoebe comes down to visit him at the Christmas tree lot. And she finds out that, you know, not all Christmas trees are going to make it to the front line, basically. Mm-hmm. And Joey tells her, you know, it's okay because these trees are like made, they're born to be Christmas trees. Like this is their fate. And she's like, oh, is that true? Like, yeah, well, that was like his whole like thing, like before yeah. she saw the operation, he's like, yeah. oh, like, you know, like this is their, like their dream is to be like Christmas trees. Like they want to be, you know, that's like, like the show for them. Like they want to get there. And she's like, oh, really? Like that's all, oh, that's so nice. And then she goes and sees the reality that some of them are dried out brown and dead and get thrown into the wood chipper yeah she has a hard time dealing with this (laughs) there are some interesting references in this episode i think uh phoebe calls moving so joey tells her that like the old trees get moved to the back uh because she's joey's like boss is moving some old brown tree back there and 
Joey explains it. He's like, oh, it's old, so it has to go to the back. You know, the younger, better trees stay in the front. And she's like, that's pretty ageist, isn't it? And in the beginning of the episode, the way that it actually opened before Rachel finds out she has to be retrained, uh, Chandler is talking about how Snoopy shouldn't be flying the, you know, he shouldn't be the red bird because he's too old. That's true. And I was like, what about that ageist joke that the show literally opened with? These writers, they can't. Yeah, they can't even keep, you know, the same in the same episode. But then I think that uh, it's interesting a little bit later. She's trying to save the trees. She brings out um, because she finds out that the trees get put into like the wood chipper. And she Joey is trying to make a sale and Phoebe drags out some real beat up looking Christmas tree. And what does everyone call those Christmas trees? I don't know. Like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. In the show, they call them this? no, like in oh. the world, in the oh, world you and I, I live know. in. I, I've never, call them? I've never referred to any tree at all as a Charlie Brown Christmas tree ever. Yeah. Is that just something my family does? <laughs> yeah, you guys are buying <laughs> shit trees. <laughs> no, we wouldn't buy shit trees. You know, we make fun of those ones. <laughs> First uh, of all, we couldn't buy no, trees because I mean, you know my sister is allergic. I mean, I know what you're referring to, but I, I've never heard anyone be like, oh, it's a nice Charlie Brown Christmas tree, you fucking poor piece of shit. <laughs> no, it's not about poverty. It's just about, like, having, no, feeling bad for something. Have you never seen a Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah, I think. I'm pretty doesn't sure. doesn't seem like it. I mean, Anyway, I think recently. that those, you know, broke-ass Christmas trees <laughs> yeah. are... <laughs> it's not about poverty. <laughs> They are a reference to a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. So I consider this just like a kind of, you know, a couple of shout outs to a Charlie Brown Christmas, a classic Christmas tale. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I thought this plot line was kind of just sort of like fairly just like dumb. It didn't need to exist. It sort of it wasted the two my two favorite characters, Mm. Joey and Phoebe, like nothing they did was particularly funny. No, just like Phoebe being, you know exclaiming when trees were being shredded and yeah. that was about it I plus know. joey's right i mean our country house is like in the middle of many christmas tree farms and the fact that the, the trees are being you know fed through the chipper doesn't mean they're being you know di- you know unused usually yeah. you know that's that's, that's mulch yeah they're trying like, like to mulch or like you know fed into smokers for you know to yeah. cook meat paper like, whatever like there's all sorts of shit you can do with that so. yeah it's not the end of their life. This is mm-hmm. just, you know, another stage of their life. Exactly. That's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. Wow. Really nice. See? That's why you're an ordinary person with a blessed heart. Those kind of thoughts. No, I sound like fucking Tiny Tim. Like, I'm on a crutch or something. <laughs> yeah. It does sound like that. Going with the Christmas theme, though. I God like bless us. Every <laughs> That's a really good Tiny Tim. No, it's a good Muppet Tiny Tim. I don't know what the real... T- <laughs> well, I guess the real Tiny Tim would be more British. Uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, give that a shot. Oi, go bless us, every one of us. <laughs> take another liter of ale. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. all I got. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, so Phoebe, she's trying to save the trees. Joey's upset because he does work on commission. Um, And Monica comes down at one point and she's like, 
oh, you know, Phoebe, you're upset. What's going on? And Phoebe's like, I guess it's just always hard around the holidays. And Monica's like, oh, is that because your mom died around Christmas? <laughs> and Phoebe's like, wow, I wasn't even thinking about that. And Joey gives like a real sarcastic thumbs yeah, up. Like, way to go, Monica. Yeah. <laughs> really helped out. Mm hmm. Then Joey and Monica make Phoebe feel better by buying all the shitty Christmas trees and filling the apartment with them. Like, I don't know, 20 of them or something. Yeah, whatever they can make. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, a bunch of trees. Yeah. Shitty old brown, mm -hmm. tiny Tim trees. <laughs> One bum leg. And that's that. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would mention that we didn't is, in the beginning, the outfit that Monica was wearing... The bright orange, oh, yeah. like it was like Super a seventies. It was like a Halloween outfit. Like yeah. it was insane. It was like a bright orange, like half length sweater button up vest thing with like green orange plaid pants. It looks so seventies. It was insane. I'm pretty sure that Velma wears the same outfit in Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it. It may have looked like a normal outfit at some point in history, but it just like now it just looks insane. Yeah, like that she is dressed up for something it, yeah it, it was weird yeah it was crazy yeah good call out that that was my that was my only other observation was there any per oh. pertinent friends news? friends news from friends to baywatch this these six cult favorite tv shows haven't aged well this is a quiz no this is i think just like an article from showbiz cheat sheet Friends featured some problematic storylines. <laughs> I hope this doesn't have spoilers. So blah, blah, blah. Friends did lots of things. Still, as the Insider.com report points out, the series might not be so well received today. Most notably, Friends featured some hobo homophobic storylines. And with the way that Monica was teased for being overweight in her younger years, fans of the body positive movement would find a lot to take issue with. Not only fans of the body positive movement but fans of innovative fat jokes <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you know they were plucking some low-hanging fruit back mm -hmm. then sure yeah yeah oh, i mean demonica stuff definitely like that that seems like even more obviously unacceptable than like the gay stuff like the gay stuff is like eh, you're like oh, it doesn't sound great but the, the fat stuff, you're just like, this is just like explicitly. I wonder like, if the gay stuff is going to get worse. Uh, no, I, I mean, I hope it gets better. I don't His know. dad. Oh, Chandler? Chandler's dad is gay and we haven't met him yet. What's going to happen then? Yeah. I mean, maybe they have some artful way of introducing mm. <laughs> <laughs> the series. Yeah. I don't know. You think they're going to handle gay stuff tastefully, Chris? I hold out hope. <laughs> That's it for Friends News. Hot <laughs> <laughs> off the presses. Friends doesn't handle, uh, you know, gay stuff well. <laughs> or fat stuff. You know, definitely not fat stuff. That's not news. All right. Time for Friends Trivia. Friends Trivia. It's time for Friends Trivia. This is Girl Scout Cookie Trivia. Ooh. Yeah. I should have known. Yeah. In 1917... Where did Girl Scout cookie sales start? Was it A, Elmhurst, Illinois? B, Roger, Arkansas? C, Muskegee, Oklahoma? Or D, York, Pennsylvania? York, Pennsylvania. Hmm. 
I'm sorry. Oh, it's it Muskegee. Oh, woof. I was Illinois is my second guess. Yeah. I picked these other places just looking at a list of similarly sized cities. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were all, you know, confounding. So yeah. they were good. Thank you. Which of these celebrities is banned from selling Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> <laughs> Honey Boo Boo, Kylie Jenner, Lindsay Lohan, or Amanda Bynes? Lindsay Lohan? No. Is it it's Amanda Bynes? Boo- it's Honey Boo Boo. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I just... Oh. Apparently, Honey Boo Boo was selling Girl Scout cookies on her website, like reselling them, and she was sell- selling signed boxes. I guess she was allegedly giving the proceeds to her lo- local Girl Scouts of America troop, but, you know, Girl Scouts doesn't allow that. Yeah, that's super sketchy. Yeah. Don't, don't do that, Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> All right. Well, for pride only. Ugh, it's a real quick three and done. <laughs> yeah. How much did Girl Scout cookies cost per box when I was selling them? A dollar fifty. Two dollars. Two fifty. Or three dollars. When you sold them? Yeah. Yeah. I think you don't tell me like when. Oh no! You, you have sold to figure them. that out. Okay. Based on all of the life facts I've given you about okay. myself. All right. When would I have been attractive to a pedophile? <laughs> <laughs> right. 250. That is correct. Yes. In this oh. case, I actually would have accepted two answers because the prices did go up while I was buying <laughs> cookies. <laughs> so, 250 was when I started, but they later went up to like $3. Oh. I was I, I thought it would be like 2 to 250. I thought I was on the high end. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm older than you think I am. Yeah, it's just easier to whatever. <laughs> Those are Plattsburgh prices. <laughs> I think Plattsburgh prices are a little behind. Like the New York prices are way higher than uh, I see oh, other yeah. places. Yeah. Kids around here, you practically like pay thirteen dollars a box or something. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Might as well get Honey Boo's autograph for that price. <laughs> that's insane. All right, that's it for this week. Yeah. I mean, Thanks for listening. I lose. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't keeping track at home, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have won that either, though. No, that no. I mean, I don't feel bad about that. Sometimes I feel bad, but I'm I'm prideful in loss. Oh, because you're a man, and Girl Scout cookies are a girl's thing. Well, no, I'm just you know unnecessarily prideful or uh, confident in most things because I'm a man. Mm. Except for lady things, I might as well have asked. Tell me the history of periods. Sure, I talk <laughs> about punctuation nonstop. <laughs> All right, tell your friends, and you can follow us on just.friends.podcast, where this week we will definitely be posting that creepy shot. Friends.